your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 247 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we're going to be getting to the latest round of this week in New York Ranger history. Got some good stuff coming for you guys there. One involves Marty St. Louis, another involves Wayne Gretzky, and another has to do with the number being retired. But speaking of Wayne Gretzky, we're going to start today's episode with some thoughts on Alex Ovechkin's pursuit of Wayne Gretzky's record for the most goals in NHL history. And I feel like, you know, obviously this is a Ranger-centric podcast, but I feel like I can get away with this because Gretzky, of course, is a former Ranger, having spent the last three seasons of his career in New York. And plus, it's just a huge hockey story. You know, we're talking about one of the most prestigious records in the sport, and we could have something of a photo finish as Ovechkin continues his career, attempts to chase down the great one. And speaking of former Rangers, Yaramir Yager recently weighed in on the matter as well. This is what Yager had to say about the topic. Earlier, I thought Ovechkin doesn't have any chances to break Gretzky's goal record. It was six years ago, but Alex has changed and became a better and more effective hockey player than he was in his youth. I think he works harder now. He'll be able to break Gretzky's record if he can stay healthy and keep working as hard as now. And just for some context there, Yager is third overall on the all-time NHL goal list with 766 goals scored. Corey Howe is number two with 801. And of course, Wayne Gretzky leads the pack with 894. Ovechkin currently sits in eighth place with 706 career goals. If there is a season in 2020, 2021, and obviously we're all keeping our fingers crossed there. But if there is a season, uh, Ovechkin definitely going to leapfrog a couple of the guys in front of him. Uh, you got former Ranger Mike Gartner. He's sitting in seventh place with 708 goals, so Ovechkin will obviously pass him. Another former Ranger, Phil Esposito, is at number six with 717 goals. Another former Ranger, Marcel Dion, is number five with 731 goals. Brett Hall is number four with 741 goals. So if there is a season in a Again, it might depend on how many games are played, but Ovechkin has a chance to pass every single one of those guys. Uh, Brett Hall could go either way. If they played the typical 82-game regular season, I think for sure Ovechkin would pass him, but there's a very good chance they're not going to play 82 games this season if there is a season, so I'm not so sure that's a slam dunk that he'll pass Brett Hall, but he definitely has a chance at it. I wouldn't put anything out of the reach of Alex Ovechkin. And just as a quick side note here, just wanted to call attention to the fact that six of the top nine highest scoring players in NHL history played for the Rangers at one time or another, because Mark Messier, he's actually number nine. He's got 694 goals. That is wild and not something that I was keenly aware of, but yeah, I mean, Take a minute to enjoy that fact. Six of the top nine goal scorers in NHL history at one point in time in their career played for the New York Rangers. But the million-dollar question, will Ovechkin catch the great one? Gretzky again, 894 goals. Ovechkin is at 706. So Ovechkin, who recently turned 35 years old, is 188 goals behind Gretzky. It's definitely doable. You know, you start to kind of break out the calculator, you do some math. If Ovechkin plays another five seasons in the NHL, he would have to average slightly less than 38 goals per season. And you might hear that and think, ah, well, you know, he's got to slow down at some point. Sooner or later, his his production is going to dip at least a little bit. And you're right, but by that same token, 
He just turned 35. It hasn't happened yet. Ovechkin has scored 48 or more goals in six of the last seven seasons, so he definitely has a shot at it. And the big X factor here is we don't know how many more seasons that Ovechkin is going to play in the NHL. Uh, there was some talk about him potentially wanting to end his career by playing for the Dynamo Moscow of the KHL, which is where he started his career. But I don't know. You know, if he's 10 goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky's record and he's thinking about playing one more season in the NHL or going back to the KHL, is he really going to choose going back to the KHL? I mean, maybe he would. Maybe ending his playing days with his old KHL team, maybe that's more important to Ovechkin than the all-time NHL goal record. But I would have to think that it would definitely be pretty tempting for Ovechkin to come back and try to chase down that record, not to mention uh, another Stanley Cup or whatever else you know he wants to go for in his NHL career. But it's also worth noting, Alex Ovechkin's contract with the Washington Capitals is about to end. He is entering the final year of a 13-year, $124 million contract, which sounds like a heck of a steal for Alex Ovechkin, and it is. But you also got to remember, he signed that contract 12 years ago. Obviously, contracts for the NHL and really every sport have only gotten richer and richer since then. So uh, quite the bargain there, paying less than $10 million a season for Alex Ovechkin, one of the all-time greats and a player who has a chance to surpass Wayne Gretzky's all-time record for most goals by one player. I mean, it's it's an amazing bargain when you think about it. And look, this is the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, so it's entirely possible, if not likely, that we've got some listeners right now who aren't necessarily the biggest fans of Alex Ovechkin. Personally, I've really never minded Ovechkin that much, especially when you consider that the Rangers have played him about 700 times in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You would think by now I wouldn't be able to stand the guy, and there might be some people out there who feel that way, but I don't know. I've just always respected him as a player. I've always found him to be an entertaining player, and if the Rangers aren't playing the Capitals, I got no issues with Alex Ovechkin. And all that said, there might be some people out there who don't want to see Alex Ovechkin break Wayne Gretzky's record. There might be people that don't want him to get anywhere near Wayne Gretzky's record. And again, I can understand that. But whether you're an Ovechkin fan, whether you don't like Ovechkin, whether you're completely indifferent to Alex Ovechkin, I think most people would agree. Most hockey fans would agree this is going to be fun. I mean, this is hockey's equivalent to being the all-time leader in home runs. It was previously thought to be basically untouchable. I mean, who's going to catch Wayne Gretzky, right? You see an NHL record that belongs to Wayne Gretzky, and you just assume nobody's going to get anywhere near. But Alex Ovechkin, once again, he at least has a shot at it. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. 
All right, going to get back to the Gretzky-Ovechkin talk in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what you can expect from the Locked on New York Rangers podcast next week. Uh, For starters, I'm definitely going to be doing an episode where we kind of take a look at next season and we do a couple of different predictions for the Rangers. You know, how many points are they going to have? What is their record going to be? Who's going to lead the team in goals? Who's going to lead the team in assists? Who's going to lead the team in hits? Uh, How many games will certain players dress for? Who might be traded at the trade deadline? How many games will Igor Shesterkin start? How many games will Alex Georgiev start? Will the Rangers make the playoffs? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. We're going to do some preliminary predictions for the Rangers' upcoming season. And then we're also going to have an episode. This will not be Monday's episode, but I do believe at some point next week we are going to have a former New York Ranger on this show. So I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, We've kind of been emailing back and forth. Things seem to be progressing nicely, so I do think at some point next week we will have a former Ranger on this show for you guys. I will keep you guys posted there, and uh, yeah, hopefully you're looking forward to it as much as I am because I'm definitely uh, excited to have this individual on the podcast. One other point that I'd like to make here regarding Gretzky and Ovechkin is that I really hope that this chase to the record as it progresses, gets the attention that it deserves. Not necessarily in the upcoming season because Ovechkin is still, you know, almost 200 goals behind Gretzky, and he's not going to catch him this season, obviously. But once Ovechkin starts to get close, if and when it gets down to, you know, 100 goals, 50 goals, 20 goals, 12 goals, 7 goals, whatever it might be, I hope that this gets the national attention that it deserves. This is a big deal. This is the all-time NHL leader in goals scored, and it's Wayne Gretzky's record. I mean, a record that was once thought to be untouchable. And I hope this isn't a case where it's exclusively being watched by hockey fans and nobody else. You know, no other casual hockey fans or even non-hockey fans gets into this chase because it really deserves significant attention. But it also seems like hockey is just that sport where you're either all in, like all of us, or you're all out and you just don't really give the sport a chance. But if it gets to a point where Ovechkin is a goal or two goals behind Wayne Gretzky, and there aren't some non-diehard hockey fans watching the game, then something is really wrong. And this is where the NHL really needs to do itself some favors. Uh, The league office should already be brainstorming ideas of how are we going to promote this? How are we going to make a big deal out of this? Which, by the way, you don't have to fabricate anything here or make anything sound bigger than it actually is if you're the NHL, because guess what? This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. You've got the all-time goals record, a record held by Wayne Gretzky that's being chased by you know one of the greatest players in NHL history, two of the all-time greats, and it could come right down to the wire at or near the end of Alex Ovechkin's career. And if you're the NHL, like I said, you got a couple of years here to anticipate Ovechkin making his move, at least getting close to Wayne Gretzky's record, how are we going to take advantage of this? How are we going to create some new hockey fans out of this? And how are we going to make sure that this feat gets the attention that it deserves? You've got some time to figure it out, but if you want to make this sport grow, then you got to come up with something good here. One thing that I think definitely helps is the fact that Gretzky and Ovechkin are actually mainstream stars. Yes, hockey players that are mainstream stars. Uh, first of all, everybody loves Wayne Gretzky. I don't think you very often hear anybody say a bad word about him. And even if you've never watched a game of hockey in your life, you know who Wayne Gretzky is. He's one of the very few hockey players that everybody knows. And really, I think for the most part, that the same can be said of Alex Ovechkin. Uh, him and Sidney Crosby seem to be the two names that even non-hockey fans are aware of. And again, whether you like Ovechkin or not, he does have some personality. He's got a little bit of flair. He can naturally help this thing along. I think he's someone that could have fun with this, you know, tracking down the record uh, while still trying to help the Capitals win, obviously. But if it was Crosby who was trying to chase down Gretzky, I'm not so sure. Like a lot of you, I'm not the biggest fan of Sidney Crosby, the hockey player, but away from the rink, he does seem like a pretty good guy. But by that same token, I don't know that he really has the big personality that you know, from a marketing perspective that you would want for something like this. Just my very humble opinion there. I think Alex Ovechkin, probably the more marketable of the two players and the 
person that would be better suited for the limelight as he chases down Gretzky's record. As a quick aside, though, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about here, you know, people, even my friends who aren't hockey fans, they've all heard of Sidney Crosby, they've all heard of Alex Ovechkin, but that's pretty much where it stops. I mean, a lot of them, maybe Henrik Lundqvist as well, just because he played with the Rangers for so many years, and obviously I'm a Ranger fan, so they've probably heard his name by now, even my friends who are not big-time hockey fans. But if you look at kind of this newer crop of players that's come along in the last couple of years, non-hockey fans, they've never heard of Nathan McKinnon. They've never heard of Connor McDavid. They've never heard of Leon Draisaitl. Even Artemi Panarin, who now plays for the Rangers, I, I don't think that these guys are really household names. So the NHL, they got to do something to kind of step it up a little bit and create at least a few new mainstream stars because, you know, Crosby and Ovechkin, they're both in their mid-30s now. They're not going to be able to play forever. And, you know, you're going to go from a situation where you have only two players in the entire league who non-hockey fans are aware of to the point where you might not have any. So you got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, get these guys into the limelight a little bit more and uh, make people aware of the fact that they exist. I think that's a good starting point. But I will guarantee one thing. Ovechkin, he might catch Wayne Gretzky in goals. He's not going to catch him in points because Gretzky had more than double as many assists as he had goals. For his career, 894 goals, 1,963 assists for a total of 2,857 points. It doesn't even seem real as I sit here and read this. I mean, I know how great Wayne Gretzky was. I know he's the greatest player of all time. I know that he was basically a human cheat code out there on the ice. But my God, 2,857 points. How does somebody do that? How does somebody just dominate the league night in and night out, season in and season out for as long as he did? I don't care how great of a player somebody is. Those numbers just defy logic. But Ovechkin, by comparison, to kind of get back to my point here, I took a quick moment to just kind of marvel at Gretzky's numbers, but my point was that Ovechkin will not catch Wayne Gretzky in points because, like we just said, 2,857 career points for Wayne Gretzky. Ovechkin in his career, 1,278 points because Ovechkin has 706 goals but just 572 assists. He's not even halfway to Gretzky's point total. So, yeah, that is not going to happen. But this also brings me back to a point that I made yesterday. Can we please not cancel the NHL season. I mean, you can list one of about a million different reasons why canceling the NHL season would suck, but this is one of them. Let's see Ovechkin get a fair chance to catch Wayne Gretzky, because whether you're rooting for Ovechkin or not, I want this to play out fairly. I don't want to see a situation where this season gets canceled, and then, you know, we fast forward five or six years, Ovechkin's ready to hang up the skates, and he falls seven goals short of Gretzky's record, and then we all have to look back and think like, oh man, wow, he really, he would have broken the record if not for greed resulting in the cancellation of the 2020-2021 NHL season. I don't want to see that happen. Ovechkin's already missed about a season and a half of his career due to various lockouts, and I don't think anybody wants to see it go down like that, where he doesn't get a chance at Gretzky's record because of another lockout. So you know what? Here's to the chase, and again, whether you're rooting for Ovechkin, whether you're rooting against him, I think we can all agree that this is going to be a ton of fun to watch over the next few seasons. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, 
high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. All right, as promised, let's go ahead and do another edition of This Week in New York Ranger History. And I figure we talked about Wayne Gretzky for quite a while already today, so we might as well start this segment with yet another Wayne Gretzky moment. On December 1st, 1996, as a member of the New York Rangers, Gretzky became the first and only player in NHL history to reach the 3,000-point plateau. That number also includes his playoff games. Uh, We talked about his regular season numbers already, but in the playoffs, Gretzky skated in 208 games, so it's basically an extra two and a half seasons of hockey, which is just wild to think about. But he scored 122 goals in those games, notched 260 assists, so another 382 points in just 208 playoff games. I'm kind of running out of adjectives to describe Wayne Gretzky's career in today's episode, so I'm not even going to try at this point. We'll just let those numbers speak for themselves. But Gretzky accomplished this feat, the 3,000-point plateau, in a home game against the Montreal Canadiens. He had a goal and an assist. The Rangers won the game 6-2. Gretzky picked up a secondary assist on a goal by Luke Robitaille, and Gretzky scored a goal in the third period to get him to 3,000 points. Pat Flatley got the lone assist on the play. The Rangers in this game also got goals from Sergei Nemchinov, Jeff Bukaboom, Luke Robitaille, Brian Brian Leach, Wayne Gretzky himself, and Brian Noonan. Mark Messier had a pair of assists as well. Jumping in the way back machine, we got to go all the way back to 1940, but not for the reason you might think, because this is actually after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 1940. This is actually the following season, the 1940-1941 campaign. On December 1st, 1940, the Rangers lost to the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1, but an interesting note about this game is that four sets of brothers played in this game. You've got Lynn and Muzz Patrick, and Neil and Mac Colville for the Rangers. And then you also had for the Blackhawks, Max and Doug Bentley and Bob and Bill Carsey. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this one. I just thought it was really interesting. You don't see that every day where you've got four sets of brothers playing in the same NHL game. And when you think about it, it'll probably never happen again because back then in 1940, there were only seven teams in the league. And today, even if you have enough brother combinations in the league where this could theoretically still happen, it just won't happen because they're too spread out. There's 31 teams, soon to be 32 teams. When are you going to get a situation where you've got four sets of brothers playing in the same hockey game? So that's just wild to think about. Like I said, the Blackhawks won 4-1. to I don't really have a whole lot else to add here. I just thought it was really cool. Very interesting to hear that four sets of brothers at one point played in the same hockey game and the Rangers were involved. Uh, We go back just six years to November 28th, 2014. Martin St. Louis, in his final season as an NHL hockey player, picked up his 1,000th career point. This happened during a 3-0 win for the Rangers in Philadelphia. St. Louis had a goal and an assist in that game. You know, Marty wasn't with the Rangers for very long, but he obviously made an impact while he was here, a very short amount of time, just a season and a half. We all know that he played a huge role in helping the Rangers make it to the Stanley Cup Finals in the 2014. 13-2014 season, uh, and we all know the uh, obviously heart-wrenching but also heartwarming story of how you know his mom passed away, and then the team really rallied around him. The Rangers were down three games to one to the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time, and man, his teammates just had his back. The team all just came together. I don't think they lost a 50-50 puck the rest of that entire series, and uh, just 
coming back against the Penguins, winning three in a row, including two games on the road in spectacular fashion. Uh, just fantastic stuff. But yes, yeah, six years ago on November 28, uh, Martin St. Louis getting his 1,000th career point. Again, that season would also turn out to be his last. He closed his career with 391 goals, 642 assists for a total of 1,033 points. Not so bad for a guy who went undrafted. I think you'd have to agree with that. Another recent event here, we go back just two years to December 2nd of 2018. Former Ranger captain Vic Hadfield had his number 11 retired. And that's also why there are now two number 11s that hang in the rafters. The other, of course, belongs to Mark Messier. Hadfield spent 13 seasons with the Rangers. Uh, his best season was in 1971-1972 when he scored 50 goals and had 56 assists. So a 106-point season for Hadfield. Uh, he spent the last three years of his career with the Penguins. But in his career, in total, scored 323 goals, 389 assists for a total of 712 points in 1,004 games. And he also skated an additional 74 postseason contests, 27 goals, 21 assists for a total of 48 points in those 74 games. And he was a member of the New York Ranger team that made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1971-1972, which, as I just mentioned, it was also his best season ever, uh, 106 points in the regular season, another seven goals and nine assists in 16 playoff games. Rangers, unfortunately, were defeated four games to two, by the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals that year. But this was a really cool ceremony that the Rangers did two years ago. It was probably well overdue. I mean, Hadfield, at the time that he was honored here and, uh, you know, saw his jersey lifted into the rafters, he was 78 years old. He's 80 years old today, but he did... I mean, first of all, the Rangers did a phenomenal job with this because they had all nine of the other New York Rangers who have had their jerseys retired, except for the late Andy Bathgate, who passed away at the age of 83 in 2016. They were all in attendance there. A couple of them even got to speak, and then Hadfield himself spoke, and I mean, he's he looks great for somebody who's 78 years old. I mean, you, you wouldn't have been able to convince me that he was 78. He gave a tremendous speech there, uh, looked to have all of his wits about him, and just a really cool night. Very cool to see the other Rangers who've had their jerseys retired uh, all in attendance for this, and uh, great to hear from Hadfield himself. Uh, long overdue to see him get recognized and uh, see his jersey lifted into the rafters there. We gotta go back 14 years for this next moment on the list. December 3rd, 2006, Brendan Shanahan got his only hat trick as a member of the New York Rangers during a 7-4 loss to the New York Islanders at Madison Square Garden. Shanahan only spent two seasons with the Rangers. Uh, he was definitely a more productive player in the first of those two seasons. He had 62 points in 67 games during the 2006-2007 season with the Rangers. And then his production dropped to just 46 points in 73 games the following season. And uh, the Rangers couldn't come to an agreement with him the following year. He ended up signing with the Devils midway through the season and then ended up retiring after the season. So, uh, you know, kind of an uneventful tenure, Brennan Shanahan with the Rangers. But I was still glad he was there when the Rangers had him. Uh, you know, one of the veteran leaders on the team along with Yaramir Yager and a team that at least made some noise in the playoffs. I think they made it to the second round in both of his seasons there. Uh, it always felt like they were at least something of a threat, but maybe not quite, uh, you know, a top-tier team in the NHL. Maybe not quite a true bona fide Stanley Cup contender. But they were always good enough to make you believe, to make you believe that they had a shot at it because they had some very good players on those teams not the least of which are obviously Shanahan himself, Yermir Yager, Henrik Lundqvist, Chris Drury, Scott Gomez, the list goes on. But uh, yeah, you know, just couldn't quite break through, couldn't quite ever make a really significantly deep playoff run uh, during those two years with Brendan Shanahan on the team. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you as always for tuning in to the Lockdown New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. 
Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. Have an awesome weekend. I'll see you next time.